0: Hey, hello and welcome back to Unwritten. I am so excited to have Dylan Thomas here with me today. Dylan is a good friend. We met going um, to a gym. He was one of my coaches at um, Movement back in the day a few years ago and now we have reconnected and we're here to talk about literally whatever. I'm not sure where it's going to lead us but it'll lead somewhere interesting. So thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Yeah, Maddie. Um, um, it's really great to reconnect with you, and yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate. It. I'm, uh, I'm resurfacing from <laughs> the dead, as they say. I've kind of been been under the you know been under the blanket for a little bit now, coming up and uh, resurfacing my podcast game. It's been a minute, so it might be a little dry. I don't know. Oh,
0: no, well, we can make it. We'll make it interesting. Don't worry.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I got like, my we just I, feed off of each other. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I got my tea here, so we'll just be flowing the whole time, and okay. and like great conversations like yourself will, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll find a way to gab for the next 45 minutes or so.
0: Perfect. So obviously, so yeah, we, we met at movement. So you like to be active and like, like that was a big part of your life. So do you want to kind of describe for me how, like how sports and activity became such a big part of your life growing up?
1: Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'm actually going gonna, gonna to reverse engineer it. So I'll start from now and then go back to.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so currently, right now, I'm, I've finally reached a point where um, I really just enjoy training for the sake of just moving and feeling really good. Um, not like it's a religious thing, like I have to do it. And you know, I, I used to beat myself up if I wasn't going to the gym six days a week but here I am three days a week, fairly content. And I, I play hockey right now, two nights a week as well. And I love that. I feel like a kid out there. I'm laughing. I'm falling. I'm having a fan- fantastic time. People are chirping me and people who chirp in beer league. Let me tell you, I don't know what they got going on, but uh, <laughs> it's the, <laughs> maybe it's not all up there between the ears. but that's a story for another day. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, I'm having so much fun, uh, fun out there right now, just with the activity that I'm doing. I, I want to get back into running but of course you know as the weather starts to get a little a little bit nicer it's uh, gonna be a lot easier to get out there and I'm not really too worried right now I get I get plenty of activity throughout the week and yeah. um, I'm right here I'm standing at my little makeshift studio and yep. so uh, it's uh, where uh, <laughs> so I'm standing primarily for a lot of the day too which is which is good so that's okay. kind of okay. my life just wow. to yeah yeah a lot of like mindfulness around it too and um, it's, it's a great way to always go to, um, you know, if I lack mindfulness in other ways in my life, like such as, you know, maybe I'm not eating the right way or I'm, you know, overusing something, indulging a little bit more, you know, how it goes and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something to finally, eat. so I, I lost, I honestly lost train of thought there. Cause I was just going, what was I saying? <laughs> <That's okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were, we were talking train,
1: went, train went off the tracks there okay we're back we were talking along the lines of yeah, the activity activity, activity.
0: The of your activity. <laughs> okay i do the same thing <laughs> uh
1: so yeah the the mindfulness with all that that's something i can always root, root back to is uh, activity just because it's something i've always done and uh there was a good part during university i didn't really i don't know i wasn't very social as a person there and I, I wasn't really like really great at sports and um i i just i just love to play them but uh I finally joined some intramural leagues and throughout university. I, just, I lived throughout the week and then also do like some intramural sports, like volleyball was one I did um, and just had a lot of fun with that. And so that was primarily like my university years. So age 19 to, to well, pretty much until last year, 23. Um, it, it, it was just kind of like figuring out what I wanted to do with my training and, the, you know, so much misinformation out there with social media. It's so easily it gets to people so easily you can get brainwashed and all that type of stuff so finally i don't look at that stuff anymore that's for sure just a, a lot of fitness influencers because it's, it's all you know so it's, it's a it's it's really sad it's a, like to at least in my eyes to see
0: it's like a black hole like yeah it sucked in so so easily with that too and like once mm-hmm. you're in it it just feels like that's like your whole life it's like yeah. that's all you're staring at
1: yeah and i yeah. i really praise the people who who come out like there's this one woman that i follow and have for a while uh her name is stephanie buttermore and she's like all about basically like body do you know who that is yeah
0: i literally love her and yeah she's yeah, being, yeah like, she's yes, she's nippard. awesome nippard
1: yeah so i i, I found love. her through him i would watch him on youtube and stuff oh, okay So I and I, I found him to be the only like and he was canadian so that was a little bit you know hit yeah. hit closer to home so that, that felt really nice in the heart uh that he that he is uh, doing success. He's successful in this stuff, you can see he's a genuine person. Like when you can see people do do something, and they're they're very genuine with what they do in their craft or whatever it may be. It's that's what people love. You know, of course, it's relatable. It's 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 human.
0: Yeah. No, that's so interesting. I my sister showed me her like you the one YouTube video. So for those those listeners who don't know, Stephanie Buttermore was. Basically she, she I would search her up, go on her YouTube. She's very easy to find, but she did this thing called the all in challenge because she was very obsessed and like training oriented and what always felt chronically hungry and really was just like under feeding over training essentially, which is, I feel like a classic, I feel like a classic kind of athlete kind of training thing that people can run into. And so she did this thing called the all in challenge where she would eat until she was like so full every day for i think a year right
1: yeah yeah that's and right
0: saw her body transform to basically fix her hunger cues so she would eat as much as she possibly wanted to and she went through this really interesting kind of weight change and honestly mentality change too so i also follow her and i find it so uh, just like relatable but also just like relieving that there's also people out there and again, just, just knowing that it's kind of going to get better. Like, it's not like where you're at right now. Um, I don't know about you again, this is, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place right now as well, but you were talking about finding that balance and that's kind of what you're trying to do right now. Like being able to do hockey, being able to, you know, go to the gym a couple times a week. And honestly, that's something that I feel like I'm trying to do as well And it's difficult. Like I find it particularly difficult to remain in that very balanced, um, you know, everything in moderation mindset, because again, I think growing up, it was like, you need to be doing like 20 hours a week, or you need to be working at six days a week. And that's the only way that you're going to be like valuable or seen as fit or I, I feel like just have like, yeah, value in the fitness community in my mind, like that's, I feel like what was fed to me. And now I'm just like, I just want to do it for fun. I just want to go to a step class or go to Zumba or literally just like dance in my kitchen. And that can be considered activity, but it, it just, it just it's so intertwined with so many different things and emotions. I feel like, I don't know how you feel about that statement, but yeah. yeah.
1: Every, every, every person is different. Everybody has their own experience going on. And so I mean from from my own standpoint it's something I've worked on for a long time it's something I've really put a lot of attention and focus into Hell, I studied it I, it was it yeah. was my life and it was my entire identity yeah. up until I was fucking like until my birthday last year so yeah. till, till right now so coming out of that whole mentality of like I have to be this fitness guru and this this guy to just because that's that was just something I had, had adhered to and that's something I really in, like thought I would Get a lot of value out of, and ultimately the goal was for me to help people. Yeah. I help people along the way, but then at the end of it, I was just putting so much in other people that I was there was none of me left, and that got to a point where I had to take a step back, unfortunately, and say, "Okay, well, what's the root cause of this?" So that's what I've been doing for
0: yeah
1: since last July, so like I don't know seven months. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's it's hard work, right? It's really hard work to to find that balance, and balance is something you have to you can't really direct directly take on you have to find ways around that waving line in the center and get it to kind of you know come to a standstill yeah and you're you're in that nice little flow so trying to find those things that make you feel really good and maybe doing hard things to make you experience uh emotions and, and feelings and just kind of rewire your brain to say, I I can do hard things. Like I can do hard things and it makes me more resilient. Yeah. And resiliency carries you forward. Yeah. No matter what happens.
0: Yeah. That's so true. Have you heard of Glennon Doyle?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I yeah that
0: was like that was literally actually- <laughs> that's the
1: podcast I, I sent <laughs> right. you
0: that's so funny yeah. I'm like do you know I posted this thing on on Instagram and I was like oh this is great Dylan comments on it and that's why we're even here in the first place okay that was that was such a rhetorical question but anyways,
1: <laughs> I don't know her personally but you <laughs> well, know I I know, I know of the name so it's that was funny. actually that was the first podcast I'd heard by them but I I know of people like close friends that have that listened to that podcast and I'd been meaning to check it out and then you had shared it that day one of the one of the rare couple days I'm actually scrolling through through Instagram just kidding that was me earlier today like an hour uh but 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 besides that besides that Sorry, just, just just laugh and have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what we um, want here, honestly. Like I love, I think I'm the funniest person ever. Yeah. I laugh at myself all the time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, you should. People should do that. People should should goof around more. I think yeah. we take life too seriously yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Glennon Glennon Doyle's. Uh, uh, there was that was a great episode that uh, that I heard about her experiencing a, a binge a binge eating relapse because actually I had experienced that. A couple of days prior as well mm-hmm. so i mean going into that kind of the primary topic of what we were going to make this podcast about even though it's also just kind of free flowing yeah um yeah the past couple of weeks i've experienced just kind of a relapse and binging and i hadn't i haven't had that happen in quite quite a long time mm-hmm. and so i had a lot of mixed emotions to going through that like yeah. say, to say the least yeah. um a lot of shame a lot of guilt but this time the mistake that I had made before I did not make this time because I'd reached out to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that was a big thing. Cause it's, uh, it's I may make it seem like I'm a quite vulnerable and open person, but it's, that's a very, very difficult thing for me to do. But I now come to understand like nothing bad comes of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing at all. Unless like people, well, bad people, be- but you know, there's always going to be some bad apples in the bunch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that yeah. is such a nice way to say it um, yeah. i was gonna be like there's gonna be some swear words or yeah um but
1: yeah and, and that's a very again very hard thing to do I, not to interrupt you maddie sorry just to oh no, no that's okay here. Um, um you know when you when you show that side to yourself like someone you know like you, you if you know somebody that that is like that you know how much you cherish that person and you just at the end of the day you just want to you just want to hug them you just want to hold them and be like it's going to be okay because if you know they're struggling and you're like this person is like the biggest heart in the world and they don't those are of X, Y, and Z. And yeah. yeah, so people can come around and it's, it's hard for, uh, it's, it's genuinely, I believe really hard for people to of course show that side of themselves because I've had people come into their lives and take advantage of it and hurt them because it's not as root cause of it. Like every circumstance is different, but I think, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I go off with of that. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. And well, first of all, thank you for sharing that because that is, it is huge. And it is very, as you were saying, you can, you can be, you can come off as vulnerable, but it still makes it really difficult to talk about, and it doesn't undermine the the weight of those topics. And I think, also, especially as, I mean, I'm very I'm very passionate and advocate for like eating disorder awareness, um, and have you know, my own history with eating disorders. And that's also why I like, you know, even if it's something like reposting and the fact that reposting that and you listening to it, and then you reaching out to me and we're now able to have that this conversation is just incredible. And that's, that's even the reason why I do this in the first place is that like, what, what are the connections that you can build? And you know, I'm like, if literally nobody listens to this conversation, and it's just you and I having, having it, and that's it, that makes, makes the world a difference to me. Um, because I don't think enough people talk about it truly. And especially um, like male athletes, I think a lot of people talk about female athletes and female athletes' experiences with eating disorders and disordered eating behavior but male athletes, like it just, it boggles my mind. So I don't know if you like feel comfortable talking about like your experience with like disordered eating, eating disorders as a male athlete and how that looked for you and how, like if there was any like shame or guilt associated with feeling that way at like in being like a male athlete and like feeling like, I don't, devalidated, if that's even a word in your experiences because of that.
1: Sorry, what's your question? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like, I was trying to be like, what's, what are you trying what's to point say?
0: So yeah. I guess what, just like, if you care, like, if you don't mind, like, sharing your experiences, okay. with, like, with, like, disordered eating and eating. Yeah. Like as yeah a I, athlete.
1: Okay, I can do that. <laughs> um, I guess. Coming from a younger age, it was more associated, not because of athletics, but um I mean, I got into athletics and then I I played hockey until I was going in, it was my ninth, my ninth grade, my ninth grade year Mm -hmm. was the last time I played hockey. And I did really any athletics until three years down the line. That's when I started weight training because obviously I needed some sort of like outlet that helped me deal with my prepubescent hormones and everything going on. Right. (laughs) So I start weightlifting and like, I, but I would under eat because I thought that I thought that my friends, some, all my friends around me, they had some sort of muscle definition and I didn't, I was just kind of like a bigger kid. Like yeah. I'm very short and very stocky, but like, you know, I was, I was a bigger kid and not that there was anything wrong with that. But at the time I thought that I was less valuable or like less sought out for as a human being or like as a male in general from like the female gaze. Yeah. Just because of the people around me, but I internalized oh. that.
0: Other topics of course, topics like of
1: they were, You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it, it, so I internalized that that way, and then I would take up my emotions by, by under eating. So I'd go on the treadmill every day after school for like a half an hour until I. There was no training whatsoever. You just ran until you're exhausted. So I did that, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I and then I remember eating like I was probably averaging around twelve to fourteen hundred calories for a growing male at this <laughs> point. And so just like nutrient deficiency, just like bone density, not there, (laughs) like muscle mass not growing. So all of this other stuff, just kind of adding up together. That's just, I don't know. It just spiraled from there.
0: Yeah. Do you remember like at that time, like thinking, man, I'm really tired or man, I'm not able to do as much or like losing focus or having trouble with school. Like, do you remember that at all?
1: Uh, honestly, no, I don't. I I was definitely yeah. I I was definitely exhausted in the fact of just like that's that's maybe why my I mean my mood was just kind of always down for the most part. So I mean that definitely added to some sort of depression occurring around that age. Yeah. So I would say so for sure. Yeah, like a lot of fatigue and melancholy and just like not all completely there, but I I wouldn't know the difference yeah, at that age. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is hard because I know that. Even, man, it's it's such an interesting thing, and I feel like I I try and have these conversations with more and more people, especially people who, you know, either have an experience or are educated on it. And it's so even. I think what like Glennon kind of talked about in her podcast. It's it's so different being in it, and then being out of it, and being and then looking back and going, I don't even know how to describe it.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't. It's like I don't.
0: A blur like it feels so su- like such a distant thing that like looking back I know I'm kind of like oh tell me about it but I'm also like I don't even know if he can because I can't remember half of the things that I was going through at that point in my life when I was really struggling with like an eating disorder well again it's like and then when I say that when I was struggling with an eating disorder do they ever really leave you not really they just
1: no more no,
0: change
1: it's it manifests into something else yeah that- that has to be confronted yeah um no,
0: completely agree
1: uh no that now that you say that whenever i like people remember hey you remember this and in, in high school when we did this this and that and the other no i'll honestly be like no i don't
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of because that entire time it was just my sole focus was to get lean and get into university like that was it yeah and then but Nothing, of course, resulted of it. So I was still all mopey and stuff when I entered, when I entered uni, I'm just like, well, let's get the degree. And then eventually, you know, you start to understand how life works and it hits you in the face pretty hard. And then (laughs) you get knocked down, but you keep getting back up, baby. (laughs) 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 No, Uh,
0: that's true. You just keep getting knocked down. But that's actually so interesting. As you said, yeah, it's like always when, again, when you're like really, really in it and. Like, I, I remember just being like, my sole focus was food. My sole focus was food and how I looked and like how that was going to translate to, and how I was like performing as an athlete. It was like, that was it. And so
1: then, I, right. Oh, yeah. That's, it's absolutely wild. But I, I wanted to ask you a question about your experience with it now that I've kind of given my, my spiel about it. Cause you, you were an athlete for, you still are an athlete. You, you still swim. Yeah, and you swam for a long time. So I, I want to know how interested that is because you're like, or like, I want to. I'm interested in how, uh, how your story goes because you were in an environment where it was mainly like your entire figure shown off to certain eyes watching. It was based. It's not, a, of course, an aesthetic performance based sport like. Yeah, swimming, but it but is
0: but very, still, it's a very right? like you're you feel
1: very vulnerable yeah. in that position, right? You're just like, I'm just. I'm just showing off here to everybody. Yeah,
0: no, it is really interesting. Uh, I think I'm just continually learning more about like myself and about like the eating disorder as I like, just as I continue to live, <laughs> like, as I, as I just continue to grow up and get older, I, you continually see it and are like, wow, that's what it was like, or, oh, I kind of see it now. And like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But growing up, I think, again, it's, like, as we were talking about media, I think media played a huge, huge part of it, and, like, the pressures to be thin, and, like, the Victoria's Secret fashion show, and people always being, like, oh, my gosh, look at these models, or look at how thin that person is, and I always felt, like, as an athlete, I I, I kind of say, like, being an athlete saved me from going, like, from going really, really deep into an eating disorder to a point of, like, possibly no return, but it also caused a lot of aspects of the angst and the worry about it, because it was this fine balance, like, in, when I, when I was in high school, it was all about healthy eating and clean eating, and I would not put anything into my body unless I had, like, made it myself. And I hated going over to people's houses to eat like dinner. Even now, that's still something that takes a lot. I feel so uncomfortable going over to people's houses to eat dinner. It just blows me off so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a long time for me to feel comfortable doing that. But yeah. And so it is interesting. I go like, I wanted to, I wanted to eat because I needed to fuel my body, but I also only could eat very certain things. And it caused me so much anxiety behind it. And then again I think because of like because of swimming how like you are basically naked you are in a swimsuit for training and then not only that you're also with it's like both genders like both men and women are swimming so you're also you know exposed to you know growing up in high school to guys and like that's like that's something that might be the same way that you're like hey like Am I valuable? Am I seen as worthy to people? Is the same thing I was like, man, these people are seeing me in a very vulnerable state. Like they like basically see what I look like naked because I'm half naked all the time around them. And in a weird way, I'm like really confident in a bathing suit now because I'm like, I don't care anymore. This is what I am. Like this is what I look like, but I'm also, it is something that's also, it's like such a dichotomy, which is so strange. Cause it was, I actually appreciate you asking me that question. Cause even I forget, I'm like, eh right. I like, I'm just like basically naked all the time, but I'm okay with it, but also not okay with it. So yeah. And then going back to uh, what I think we kind of were talking about before is the way that they shift and change, whether or not, if it's, you know, eating disorder, disorder, eating, how it morphs and changes through your life, unless you actually you know, pinpointed and try and get, seek help for it. And it's interesting because during COVID it was so, I had a really tough time being by like basically so confined to a space. It wasn't, you know, then it kind of turned into again, that control aspect. That's something I can control. I can't control the outside world, but I control my, I can control my food. And then it turns into binging and purging. And, you know, it might've not been the same as when I was in grade nine, but it's still there. And so it's, as you said, it's, it's very fascinating. Like I could, I could talk about this forever. I, I know I'm like, I'm supposed to be interviewing you and you just ask me a question. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this is,
1: this is a podcast. It doesn't have to be yeah. an interviewee and an interviewer. It can just be a true. conversation. It depends <laughs> on how you want to do it. If we, we could do it That's that way, true. it's your podcast. <laughs> you're,
0: you're right. It is a conversation and yeah. you don't have to convince me. I love to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to listen. So it's, it's okay. It's, perfect. it's, it's a rarity for me to go off on, on tangents for the most part, well, but when I need to, when I need to do it, I, I do it.
0: Perfect. Well, I, I, I appreciate you taking the space to listen. Um, but yeah, so it is, it is such, and as you said, it's such a hard thing. I'm even get really awkward talking about it even now to a lot of people. I'm honestly surprised. I'm even like, kind of like not as like worked up right now talking about it. Because it's something that I can, again, I can be very vulnerable and very open, but about that, no, like it's such, it feels like such a core thing and like such a, um, just aspect of my life that just feels very fundamental to just like my, like growing up that talking about Mm -hmm. it just like, holy, that's deep. That's like deep shit right
1: <laughs> yeah 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 Oh, I like I like where this is going no deep conversations are definitely my thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad <Right? laughs> I'm glad but man but so I mean you talk I mean I think recovery is just like an ongoing process I think that that's like sometimes like maybe something that I've continu- continually felt frustrated about I'd be interested to like know your opinion on this but I I I think that I've like sought out multiple different resources and people are like, Oh yeah. Like you'll recover. You'll, you'll recover. You'll be fine. And I'm like, every day is like, either you can choose to take a step close, like to kind of a step closer to like recovery or like, you have to like wake up every day and decide I am choosing basically like recovery. It's not like, it just goes. No, you know what I mean? It's no. like, you're like, Oh, I'm yeah. fixed. I don't have to think about it ever again. And so I don't know like what, what has that process kind of looked like for you slash when was the point in time where you're like, "Shit, like I need to change something?
1: I don't know. I just usually it's just a feeling.
0: Mm. like
1: like you know when you're ready. yeah when this when the student is ready, the teacher appears as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that when I was trying, (laughs) when I was, when I was trying to go, um, sober a few months ago, I just, I was trying to quit. Um, I just, I, I was just smoking a lot of weed and it was getting to me and I'm like, okay, this is a problem. It's interrupting and interfering with my mental health and kind of, you know, where I envision myself going in the next year. So I announced that to people just to, for accountability reasons, which is a really good thing to do. Um, very scary, but very good thing to do. Yeah. And and at that point when I did that, I just, I did it because I was just ready. And I was just so, I felt so freeing from like having to finally feel that moment and then having it take off that I was just like, this is me. This is me. I don't care what, pardon my French, whatever the fuck you think. Like it's, <laughs> this is, this is who I am. And it was a very like cool thing. And I feel like when you, first of all, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions like, like, do you, like well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about how to, how to word this. You have to ask yourself a lot of questions um, such as, well, is this step back the word? Like, is it, is it possibly a step forward because every yeah. step back you take it's you get closer to taking that forward momentum and it's going to usually shoot you pretty far, but then understand, you're going to have to take more steps back. And this is where patience comes into mind because Assuming we all live a long life, if we want to live a long, healthy life, patience is kind of necessary. Patience mm-hmm. is virtue, right? Yeah. Throwing out all the, all the, all the words here, all the, all the motif, everything, uh, everything all, I
0: got. All of like the manifesto is possible. I'm like, it. just give it to me. I need it right now. <laughs> so
1: it's, uh it's interesting just the perspective that can, that can undergo uh, with people, especially if they, they really value if they really value other people and what they know in their hearts that they're trying to do uh, and the impact they're trying to make, it's, it's, uh, the, the healing is it's, it's, it's still ongoing. And, and you will reach a point eventually, maybe it'll be there all the time, but you, and it, it gets more quiet over time. Like, you know, it just becomes a little bit more muted. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's I'll use my binge binge eating as an example. I even though I did that I still learn from this like I'm not just going to sulk over it of course I was in the moment but I'm like this is going to pass the moment will pass here I am now looking back at it just a couple of days after like not finally binging and I'm like hey I feel pretty good so I'm and then I, I, I take chance to just again be more mindful come back to my like ground myself in, in movement and then uh, transferring over to my food and, and writing down my thoughts instead of just like having them go to the next feeling and then the immediate, whatever I need in that moment, yeah. trying to settle. That's very, it's a very, again, we come to balance. It's a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when you are ready, you will, you'll know, you'll know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's also, I think so much of like trusting yourself. And I think that was a big thing that I like learning. It's like you first like need to trust yourself. Cause I think for a very long time, honestly, even sometimes now it's, it's hard to, trust your own intuition. But again as you said, I think when I first kind of got to a point where I was like, "Holy, I need help." It's like, okay. What it's almost like you when you kind of like hit like it's like rock bottom, whatever you might want to call it, and you can you can like look around and you're like, "Holy shit, basically. Like I I need to figure this out." It, it you know, then you almost like trust trust the feeling of rock bottom. And that's where you build upon from and continue up from there. Like that is like the solid foundation in which you can build the rest of your life. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I understand. I completely resonate with that. It's a uh, rock bottom's a familiar feeling, and yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be. There might be more ahead of me. Well, maybe yeah. we'll see.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> right, and I just... think that even like having the having the mindset that, you know, it's almost okay to also like reach low points. As we were saying, even before we like started this recording, we were talking about, I kind of like what you said about, like, I, I always say like, there's such a range. Like, I feel like I, I feel all the things like lows, highs, everything in between. And it's not about like taking those away and always feeling the same. I feel like it's just more about being able to experience those ebbs and flows, just just on a little bit of like a smaller, like, uh, what do you call it? Wavelength.
1: Yeah. Like a, a shorter wavelength.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah. yeah just, it's, it's just smaller, shorter, smaller, shorter.
1: Yeah. We, we, um, we know what you're trying to say. No, yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> but, and being able to, you know, just feel it within a, you know, a, sm- a smaller <laughs> kind of subsection of all of those feelings and just feel a little bit more consistent and, I think that that's like something that, yeah, is like all, of, yeah, just like consistency. And like, just like, you know, honestly, sometimes consistency is boring though. Like, I kind of, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, not, not like, not that, you know, I don't think it's like a blessing and a curse. I'm like, I wouldn't be who I am without like the aspects of like my personality or like mental health and mental illness. And, I kind of like you kind of like learn to like love those parts in a really weird way at least I have because I'm like that like a lot of these things make me me. like I wouldn't have achieved a lot of the things I have if I wasn't an anxious person or I wasn't you know focused on nutrition or you know really like you know OCD about very, like certain things um but again, it's learning how to manage those and regulate them to, you know, overall try and be at least a net positive. It doesn't have to be a, like a really large net positive, just as long as it's like, even by like the smallest margin a net positive, that sometimes can like, it's like all you can ask for.
1: What does a net positive look like for you?
0: You know, more, more smiling days than crying days, okay. <laughs> but also Just being really, I think just like, maybe it just goes back to like trusting myself. Mm -hmm. Like I think Mm -hmm. trusting yourself is such like maybe an underrated thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going to realize that instead of like, not only I think do we need to learn about how to like regulate and like not only regulate, but actually just understand emotions. Like I think a lot of people don't even like will feel something and don't even know what they're feeling and go whatever push them away yeah what like don't you want to know what you're like what that feeling actually is and why you're feeling it
1: yeah it's uh it's kind of the human condition (laughs) it's it's,
0: uh... (laughs) It's a condition to feel like emotions are like primarily like the like our information like that's our information inputs telling us what's bad what's good is the lion gonna eat you it is, are you going to go and hunt food? Or do you feel safe with this person? Do you not feel safe with that person? That's what our emotions tell us and everyone doesn't listen to that.
1: Yeah. And uh, how, it, go, trusting yourself is it's, it's, it's a hard thing also that I've learned to, to try to do too. Cause when you kind of dive into something that's unfamiliar to you, it's uh, of course, it's scary. You feel imposter syndrome. And I've yeah. been, uh, been in there for uh, quite, quite the while. And that been stoking in that imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's definitely like a again like hitting rock bottom like i like your perspective on that because it's again you can only go nowhere but up you might hit other like bottom areas in that up swing portion yeah. but like you're not gonna reach that lower point again and yeah uh i mean yeah from when i when i experienced that i just had a feeling so and yeah. then going from there i kind of had to reverse engineer again being like okay hey, well what's What's I, I like to look into things in, in my own life and kind of my own psyche? I'm just very interested in it. Like, of course, what are the motives behind the actions and
0: mm-hmm. everything
1: that I'm doing? Yeah. And then also, I find, I, I find non, non yeah, self awareness is, <laughs> is definitely a word that comes to mind. Um, so, trusting yourself and then also uh, n- practicing non judgment has been something I'm very difficult at, mm. particularly for myself uh
0: yeah yeah. oh trying to trying to
1: trying to be be a little bit more creative it's it you hit some low spots this holy crow it's yeah it's uh it's it's difficult but i mean you learn more and more every day and again it's just that it's that trust that you have to have in yourself and uh maybe what i'm doing is good maybe it's not who's to say like you just kind of got to experience where you are exactly right now which is easier said than done and been meditating for the past two years or two years. No, just coming up on a year, not that long. And I thought I have it down packed every time, but you know, there goes that monkey clam he's, he's just, uh, <laughs> playing the symbols, playing his symbols, just crashing them and yeah. like, Hey, what are you doing there? And I try to catch him, And then I get lost in lost in a train of thought or something. And then, Oh, maybe I don't have this figured out. So patience, right. Trusting yourself and non-judgment are like kind of three really big things that I've tried to do. Yeah, Um, and we'll we'll continue to build upon to to finally get me into that on at least on that pathway with the good like root of morals and values that I feel comfortable enough on that if anything was to come my way even if it's still uncomfortable like or or if it's too scary if I think about it now I I tend to think it into the future a lot but yeah again easier said than done patience non judgment and uh, and trusting yourself. Some big, yeah. some big thing, big things for self-compassion yeah. for sure.
0: Man, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the person that has oh, yeah? <laughs> going like, man, yeah, you're right. But I don't know what else to even add to that. I'm like, you touched all literally all the good things, but what patience, what was it? What was the other one? Patience,
1: patience non-judgment and then trusting yourself. Oh, that's, that's what we trust. Yeah
0: non-judgment and trusting yourself that's actually really huge i think like self-judgment is a huge thing that yeah, i too i'm like the most impatient person okay. I cannot, like i like do not wait i think that like that's like that's one of like the drives of like especially like anxiety i'm like nope can't wait it just needs to happen like i cannot sit in like the waiting and wondering it's terrible like it's actually yeah like asking my friends i'm like okay let's just make the decision now
1: yeah i'm the same exact same way yep
0: i, can't, I, can't I need
1: that. to have i need to have it figured out uh so nothing goes wrong trying to get my friends all the way to amsterdam oh my god was that a that was that a challenge
0: plan trips <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like to i i like to plan things yeah uh usually they my friends just kind of go we'll figure it out as we go and that gives me a little bit of like what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are you in Spain? <laughs> I'm Like, I'm like biting so, my like, lip like,
0: normally. That's so funny. Well, even, even one of my good friends, I'm going, I'm going to see her, and she lives in Pickering. And um and she goes, like, we originally we were like, let's go to Vancouver for reading week. And we were had talking, we've been talking like weeks ago, and we were both so overwhelmed by even the like the idea of like booking flights. I'm just like I'll just come to you. It is way easier for me to just jump in the car and drive two hours. And just like yesterday she goes, so this is the itinerary for when you come and like has like the days planned like to the hour. And I'm like, girl, you're speaking my language. Like, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Because, but also like the idea, like literally the idea we were like looking at flights and I I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so like making decisions. And like, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. So, honestly, props to you for booking, like, for being able to organize a trip to Amsterdam, so.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it a, was, it was a fun time, for sure. would oh. recommend, Netherlands, yeah. great country.
0: Yeah, well, actually, you had said, where did you go on exchange? Oh, yeah, you went to England, you Went said? to
1: Bur- Birmingham. I Went to Birmingham, Birmingham England, the University uh, of Birmingham.
0: Do you, um? did you watch the Peaky Blinders?
1: No, my parents just binged it though, and I'd, so I got some episodes of it. And they're like, "What did he just say?" I'm like, "You can watch it again. You can rewatch it and try to figure things out." Because they're like pausing and looking up synopses and stuff of each episode. I'm like, "But uh, I've heard it's good, but I uh, no, I haven't, I haven't gotten into it. I'm more of like for TV shows and whatnot. How do I? What, what do I even like? I don't know. I've been watching uh, Euphoria recently, and then there's okay. a show, a show called Yellow Jackets that I got into. It's it's pretty good. It just finished. It's uh for a season it's on crave uh crave okay. tv it's pretty fire
0: yellow jacket is that about like the some team that gets like
1: yep. yeah some, it's a it's a like state a winning game. a state winning uh championship soccer team a women's team in high school that gets on a plane crash on their way to the nationals like championship game yeah and then they have to like no one then the one of the characters uh ends up doing something bad and then they're stuck for like the rest of the <laughs> for like I don't know eighteen months. So oh, the first okay. the first season just finished up. So like it goes back between like the current day, 2021 and the people that survived. And then oh, so back wait, to
0: it's not a true story.
1: Uh that's what people have been saying. I haven't checked into that fact or not. could be.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good messages really like euphoria, but I feel like I'm I'm just like, I need to do like really light and fluffy. Like I need <laughs> light and fluffy, like anything that's like darker than harry potter cannot do
1: darker that's- than harry potter harry, dark darker than harry potter
0: yeah like that's like scary enough for me wow <laughs> <laughs> no i have a very low i have a very low tolerance for like anything like
1: so have you ever been to halloween haunt
0: oh absolutely not oh <laughs> they have a really funny story <laughs> one year my mom and i were in uh, we were in oh my gosh niagara falls And Mm -hmm. you know how they have, like, all, like, they have, like, all these, like, you know, haunted houses? Yep. We decided to go through one. And I am not joking. We were so scared. I think we both peed ourselves. And we ran, like, they'll, like, send people in whatever, like, groups, right? Like, every whatever 10 minutes. Because people typically walk through them. We were so scared. We ran so fast. We caught up to the people who went in front of us. And I was, I don't, didn't even know this guy who was standing in front of me. I was holding on to him for dear life. Like there was, I, I have this bond with this man. I have no clue. But I will never again, like absolutely never again. It was terrifying. Truly scarring, actually. I'm so
1: so sorry you had to experience that because you had gone to Halloween Haunt. You would be the exact person that they target. <laughs>
0: oh I, think, like, I would actually have a heart attack, like that, oh my I God fully. Also I've, I've watched one horror movie in my life and I cried midway through.
1: Do you remember which uh, horror yes. movie it was?
0: It was called the Sixth Sense.
1: Oh yeah, the sixth Sense the sixth sense. I saw um uh, it, like the, the the remaked one, but like the first one yeah. in theaters. that was pretty <laughs> spooky. That was pretty spooky. That got me. I don't like enjoy horror films, but no. I think I just okay. kind of, I try to act tough when I watch them. I'm just like, this doesn't scare me. Right?
0: <laughs> oh no, no, I don't act tough at all. I literally slept with my mom for like a week after that. And I was like,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I was like 15, 16 at this point in time. And I was terrified.
1: That's a key developmental age to be fair. If you think fucked up shit's going on in the world, you're it's, it's a lot to take in if you're not used to that. Yeah. So, so I hope you've, rec- <laughs> I hope you've recovered uh, since.
0: I have just barely recovered, but I, I made it through in in, in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have some, okay, to kind of like divert, I have some rapid questions that I always yeah. say are rapid questions, but honestly, they don't, they're never rapid because.
1: Questions you ask at the end of the, the pod.
0: Yeah. It's more just like end, end questions. Maybe. But who are three people you feel have most greatly impacted your life?
1: Oh, wow. Let me think about this. Three people that have really impacted my, or greatly impacted my life. One, one person, his name is, is Dalton. Um, he's... Been a physiotherapist of and a good friend of mine for two years now. He got me into movements. Actually,
0: I was gonna so, say, does he, did he used to coach at movement?
1: He did. Yeah, okay. he did. And he's uh, he's opened up his his new practice in Dundas with uh, with three of his or two of his buddies, and they have some more staff now. So they're doing awesome. I, I love that because they they deserve all of the with all of their hard work they do, and they're fantastic people. So if you're in if you're listening to this and you're in the Dundas Hamilton area uh physiotherapy the mo- the movement i almost butchered that the movement physiotherapy movement performance little little plug sorry
0: oh my gosh. no <laughs> so, go ahead
1: support the man uh they're, they're they do fantastic work there and um i've seen so many healthcare practitioners throughout my life and that's why i'm hesitant to really seek help it's uh mm-hmm. it's uh he, he's one of the best i've ever experienced in in my in my years so uh definitely recommend the movement physiotherapy movement <laughs> I'm speaking too fast here I I need to I need to breathe the movement physiotherapy and performance in Dundas and Hamilton uh good guys uh second second person that's impacted my life a lot um I'd say my brother we never used to have the best relationship but since I went to university I came home and we were very close friends ever since and I'm glad to say he's like one of my best friends and I have many best friends but he's Obviously, he's he's my he's my actual brother by blood. So yeah, Yeah. uh,
0: he's like grown up with you too. Yeah, he's
1: and he's he's grown and kind of realized things a lot more before I I ever had the chance to just with his experiences. So Mm -hmm. I I learn a lot of stuff from him, and him and I are both quite quite wise and self aware individuals. Mm -hmm. Like and so it's it's awesome.
0: Older or younger than you? He's
1: two he's two years younger than I am.
0: I have I have a younger sister, and honestly she that girl has taught me more than.
1: Yeah, like insane. all of it. so
0: crazy, and I always say that we kind of grew up at like kind of as twins because I don't remember life without her, and we would do everything together. But yeah, and we are the so different, mm. so different. But that, like, and also like, sh- there's no one who can make me laugh like my sister. She is the funniest yeah. human in the entire yeah. world, I think. Nice. Anyways, that was a little plug for my sister. That's okay.
1: No, you need to do that. Shout- shouts out to the fam.
0: Shout-, shout outs to the sibs. Oh, God. <laughs> love them. <laughs>
1: uh, then a third person. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be somebody I know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: when i was down in the dumps a while back i really liked mac miller's music because he just talks about like
0: Mm.
1: fame and being caught up in it and being a great person but all these fake people that he's been crossed by and that he just kind of ran into in in the hollywood area and becoming it becoming too much and i was like that's that's cool because if i want to like actually make a living out of making music like i've thought about this i'm like of course the long road is going to be kind of be the strategic way to go to have a career in it at least but um and it was unfortunate because he i got into his music one of the i was one of the fans that got into his music after he died Mm. and it's just like a it's it's fantastic to listen to just kind of like the whole production but it's it's all of the noise is is beautiful all of it he's such a great lyricist um and he was truly coming into like a a peak moment in his career and then then drugs got him and he got he got spiked with fentanyl and he died well so it's like damn that's a i could use anybody as an example for this but like you never know when you're gonna go <laughs> right like you they could be having really every, dark
0: really fast you're gonna, you're
1: <laughs> have, have, keep it keep a light around here sometimes dark and you never know what you're gonna get with me <laughs> true.
0: honestly that is true yeah that is that is true um I have, it's really, I don't know how, how well this connects, but on my, like, my, like, screensaver, a quote that I like to, like, look at to remind myself is, like, tell me what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life, and I like to, I don't know, it just, like, that is something I like to just look at every time I, like, look at my phone and just go, hey, like, you know,
1: Keywords: With long and it. precious, long yeah. and precious, long patience, precious. <laughs> love yourself, damn it. <laughs> Compassion, exactly. right? So
0: it's 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 a special one. We so anyways, I digress. Next question: Do you have a favorite book?
1: Uh, I do. It's called um, "The Life of Pi." I actually oh. I read that. I read that uh, this summer. I really really enjoyed it.
0: Okay, I've never. I have
1: I have another one called "Uh, the Midnight Library." It's kind of also that's that's a fucking that's a fire. I'm
0: reading that right now. Yeah,
1: it's fire book. It's a good book.
0: I have you read other books by Matt Haig? Okay, plug to Matt Haig. No, I haven't, you need but to yeah, read his stuff like all of yeah, it. Dude. I just finished his other. He has another one called um How to Stop Time. That mm-hmm. was really good. Would recommend. And then so he has two fiction, and then he has a few nonfiction that are also super good. Mm-hmm. So would recommend.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, well, uh, I I I did read a read a book by the author of Life of Pi after I read Life of Pi and it was called Beatrice and uh oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the book's name. Virgil Beatrice and Virgil. That was the okay. name of the book.
0: Okay. Um
1: and it was it was pretty interesting. It was just kind of like a a non or a, sorry, a, a fiction about um a taxidermist and an author trying to figure out his next story to do and the taxidermist made a play about Uh, this taxidermy monkey and this taxidermy donkey that he had and then so it's like it's them reading the play script and him like giving him ideas and stuff so it's like it's a pretty meta (laughs) it's a play within a book that you read man it's pretty cool
0: yeah that does sound interesting
1: i find thrift store thrift store books are always the best books that you find right love it true yeah i love them or the little I got life of pie when I was walking in London around uh, some neighborhood near the North End and it was one of the book uh, book, ho- book houses there, or the yeah. portable libraries. I got it out of there. It was pretty cool. Yeah I was pretty hyped I when that. I got awesome it.
0: Experience just I feel like it makes that makes that yeah. better too. Yes
1: so 100%
0: 100%. Okay, do you have a most recent TV binge or movie recommendation?
1: uh tv binge yellow jackets okay
0: yeah.
1: yeah definitely that one
0: okay perfect
1: i did and i did uh, it's a doc i love documentaries uh, especially about animals uh <laughs> like, nature, like nature and stuff so i watched this uh documentary on amazon prime last night and it was about this man i don't know where he was from originally but somewhere in like eastern europe perhaps And he was in Alaska, just kind of like living with the bears. And he'd live in this electric fenced, electric fenced off camp uh, with the, with the, the director. And they're just all the bears just kind of, they're like in the little like floodplains and lagoons of just bears, just kind of like chilling and walking around. They're they're really cute. It was really, it was really lovely to see (laughs) because my mom's, my mom's. Uh I think it was no, I don't remember. It was something bear. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I'll try and find it.
1: <laughs> and then also Brother Bear. Watched that the other day. That's that was that was a great. It's my favorite Disney movie of all time. Have you ever seen that? I have. It's a good time. Good that one. was a, tier, that's a tear that's tearjerker for sure.
0: It, uh, yeah, I mean at this point, like anything can do it to me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so what is your favorite thing to do in your community
1: my favorite thing to do in my community there's so many um doing anything with my friends is the Mm. I love my friends they're there's I love my dear friends so much shouts out to the homies uh and (laughs) the boys (laughs) uh watching sunsets um running along Lake Huron doing anything doing anything along lake Huron you know, on a nice sunny day is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Uh going for walks in McGregor Provincial Park here in the winter cuz it's really beautiful with all the snow in the trees. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of nice trails up here. So I mean like and hiking. So there's a, there's a lot of things that I I really enjoy doing here. Even just like right now living with my living with my my parents. They they don't have to take me in but but they are and I really appreciate and love them for that. I I like doing it. some some people are like how do you do do that like young adult living with your parents like must get annoying I'm like sometimes it does but I what's it's not gonna make any better if I'm in a pouty mood so yeah try to try to make the best of it and my circumstances are quite great so
0: yeah exactly honestly that is like such a great like mindset to have about that too and it's like yeah I feel like you'll never like regret spending time with like the people you love
1: no I don't know yeah again like I think about death a lot, as you can tell. And so, yeah. I mean, like, really? like obviously I want to be my, I want to be around my parents as long as I can.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. Okay, last question. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> hit, hit, hit me with it. Um, yeah, let's go. What
0: is a goal that you have for the next year?
1: A goal that I have for the next year? Uh, Get out and see my aunt and uncle that live off-grid in Vancouver and just kind of live with them for a little bit and hang out and see what that's about. Well, they don't live in Vancouver a little bit up the coast between like Vancouver Island and, and there, but my goal is to get my goal is to there. get there, get out there within the next year.
0: That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Thank you. There's some big goals. Well, wow.
1: Wait, wait. I want to oh. ask you, I want to ask, reverse it. Uno reverse card right now on, on you with that question. Oh,
0: for the goals?
1: Yeah. With the goals.
0: Oh, I. Hmm. I think that I want to continue learning how to trust myself and follow my gut. And I think I've done so far, done a good job at doing that. I actually, okay, tangent. We thought we were going to be over guys or not. Um, but I, you said, cause you were like talking about your exchange and I actually just got accepted to an exchange program in Australia.
1: Ah, that's amazing. Nice.
0: Super exciting. So hopefully that all goes you know, without (laughs) goes on without any problem. I'll
1: knock on, I'll knock on some wood for you.
0: Thank you. you. Um, And so that's super, super exciting. And now I'm just trying to like find even just like a summer job that I think I'm going to love. And I think just doing the things that I truly feel make me happy and not questioning it based on other people's opinions and just doing it for me. Cause like truly like, that's what, this life is about like what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life I ask that that myself that question every morning and I decide what I'm going to do accordingly type thing you know like make your decisions based on that like what is what is the thing that drives you and fuels your fire and like makes you feel passionate and excited to like wake up every day like that's what I want
1: yeah it's uh, you know? gonna be a, a pursuit definitely probably forever yeah right so and enjoy it try to enjoy, enjoy it
0: yeah and then maybe try and get an australian accent but i feel like that is like you know i i want to like i don't know how quick you can like i don't know like develop an yeah. accent but i feel like i really feed off of other people's mannerisms so i am hoping that i come back and it's just boom like i, I think
1: just- uh, yeah i think you're doing the right thing you'll be immersed in it so you'll be you'll be good <laughs> you'll pick it up Sometimes I, I do remember when I was, uh, I was working as a, in a, in a fish and chips restaurants kitchen, this was my first job ever. And I yeah. had someone from New Zealand come and pick up a takeout order. And
0: mm-hmm. I, uh,
1: I gave him the fish and I, he was like, well, have a great night lad. And then I'm like, yeah, you too. And then I like ran back in the kitchen and I didn't mean to say it back in like an accent, but I just kind of did. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll get
0: to it so quickly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I think you'll be fine if you're, if you're just, Australians are also pretty out there too so you'll uh I think you'll have a you'll have a wonderful time there I'll sit
0: right in with it's so exciting (laughs) exciting. perfect well I appreciate you taking the time today it's honestly been such like such a fun hour like yeah I can't
1: believe an hour already went by I
0: know I was like ah you know like 35 40 minutes and here we are but it has been so fun and so yeah maybe you'll come back another time
1: I would anytime you want to have me on here I'll 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 make sure I clear up some space for you Maddie no worries thanks for having me